So we're back in episode four, and today we're talking about the holidays and how to essentially stay on track during the holidays, maybe some of the other topics that revolve around health and fitness and how the holidays can impact those. And uh, really, we're just going to freestyle it here and see where the conversation takes us and uh, hope for the best. Sounds good. Ashley's usual response. (laughs) Sounds good. Let me lead the conversation. Yes. All right. So uh, currently, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be about two weeks until Christmas. At Mm -hmm. least that's our general time frame or what we think when this is going to be released. So Thanksgiving will have already passed. uh, But leading up to that, we did post on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter in regards to how to stay on track during the holidays. And so just as a quick recap, uh, really the last three or the three posts that we made in regards to the holidays and staying on track with your eating, let's touch on each of those and then we'll lead into how we can continue to hopefully stay on track or get back on track if we already fell off at Thanksgiving. All right. So uh, what was the first one? It was our be real, not perfect, right? Yeah. So be real, not perfect. That was our first post. And why don't you go ahead and explain a little about what that was about and why that's important during this time of the year. So the be real, not perfect is just trying to set kind of rules or expectations to help you feel like you succeed through the holidays. Um, So for example, instead of saying that you're going to have absolutely no treats, no pies, no cookies, giving yourself a limit. Okay, I'm going to have one piece of cake, one cookie, or um, a bite of three different things, whatever that might be. But kind of being real with yourself instead of saying that you're going to be perfect and have none of it, when in reality, either you might not have any, but if you're like me, you'll be miserable. (laughs) Um, Or you'll end up kind of overindulging and then you'll feel guilty after. And that's the last thing you want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also it kind of plays into the psychology of a little bit of it and, and the relationship side of things. You don't want to be the individual at the, at the party, at the house, at the event who is eating out of your Tupperware container when everybody else is enjoying some kind of Christmas dinner, like ham, turkey, whatever you want to, say along with all the delicious sides that go with it and you know there's a there's a reason that we coach nutrition based off of lifestyle and developing healthy habits and it's because we wanted to extend over a lifetime and we don't want you to feel that you're excluding things or that you can't eat certain foods or that you can't enjoy certain social settings or holidays or events because you're watching what you're eating so diligently and um, you know with that I think I've been there at least and you probably had situations where you aren't eating those things and maybe you've had the willpower. Well, I don't know about you, but (laughs) you've had the willpower to stay away, (laughs) to stay away from those things. And then you end up getting harassed by your friends, your family, whatever it is. And if you have incredibly strong willpower, then that might not phase you. But most people will probably be a little, I don't want to say saddened, but might take that personally and be a little offended that their friends or family can't embrace the fact that they're trying to live a healthier lifestyle and make these good decisions. And, you know, then they're surrounded by all the things that are contributing to the previous like poor choices. Mm -hmm. 
yeah so i think that plays into it as well so understanding or behaving in a way that allows your family and your friends to understand that you're a normal human that you can eat those things but you're not going to overindulge and that you have balance and you understand moderation and all those things yeah no i think it's extremely important uh kind of allow yourself to have balance because unless you have an extreme goal like you're a professional athlete or like a physique bodybuilding show something like that in that nature there's really no reason to not let yourself kind of I don't want to say live but enjoy different food and a lot of holidays are kind of surrounded with food yeah well what if I want to look really good naked (laughs) <laughs> how can i get away with eating all that stuff and having a six pack one maybe two days out of the week of the holiday you're gonna be okay thank you just checking <laughs> but i think i was joking about that but it's also i think something that people need to understand is in order for you to truly be as lean as what a lot of people want to be yeah it involves being in a caloric deficit number one and number two it involves probably excluding certain foods for a specific period of time if not indefinitely which isn't good Mm -hmm. and it's really not anything that's maintainable there's not going to be a way for you to have as a male less than six percent body fat and have a balanced nutritional regimen we'll say yeah really a balanced life yeah or a balanced life it's just that's not how it works and the same goes for women you're not going to be 12% body fat and look like a CrossFit athlete or an elite or a professional athlete for that matter and be able to enjoy the the treats around the holidays or just the foods in general that maybe bring you like happiness when you're with those people that you're enjoying those foods with and, and fulfillment and making those memories that are maybe surrounded by those foods and so that's important to note is you're not gonna look like those those people you follow on Instagram or on whatever social media platform, they're sacrificing beyond health and wellness and they're going for performance or for physique or whatever it may be. Yeah, I think that's really important to understand. Awesome. All right, what was the second post that we made? Was that one meal prep or the um, podium of treats? I think it was the podium of treats. Okay. All right. So podium of treats. I think I stole this from some health and fitness article, but I can't remember, but I created a a blog about this two years ago, maybe a year ago, Mm -hmm. and we brought the idea back. So why don't you explain a little bit about the podium of treats? Yeah. So it just goes off of kind of that be realistic and not chase perfection. So creating three, four, five kind of list. I always go with five. (laughs) Um, Why? Because I have five treats that I really love. Oh, you can't sacrifice. (laughs) Okay, I got it. I got it. (laughs) Um, But creating that three to five list of things that you can have and don't feel any guilt with. And it kind of just limits you to those treats so that it helps kind of just have self-control. Yeah, and I think it's really important to note that the whole point of this is to limit yourself to those three, four, or five, and not to allow yourself to slip, right? The whole idea of this is to allow yourself to 
indulge but not overindulge on those three four or five treats yeah but we all know how easy it is when you get to your parents house or you go to a party or you're at an uh, a work event and there are just piles and piles of cookies treats pies etc you name it and it's really easy to want all of those things and sh- and stray away from the treats that you initially said okay this is mm-hmm. all i'm going to eat and I think this actually happened to me the year that I wrote this and we went to your family's house and I think I threw the podium right out the window. Oh, we both did. And I literally ate everything, things that I don't even normally eat. So my my brain got the best of me. Well, I, I feel like I stuck with my podium of treats last year, but it was peanut and, peanuts and chocolate and I had like an excessive amount of that one candy my mom like a gallon yeah like for breakfast lunch and dinner and then (laughs) snacks right so (laughs) what we're saying is we're human and it happens (laughs) to us too but you've the whole point of the podium of treats is to stick with those things Mm -hmm. and if you do truly stick to those things at least i've seen it work and i've seen results with it and I didn't overindulge the majority of the time. And when I did have the slip up, you know, I was immediately back on. Yeah. But when you did have that slip up, you didn't have feelings of extreme guilt or mad madness, right? Right. Are you lying? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're still working again. We're human. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. But the whole point too is yes, try stick with it. But if you don't, it's okay. You can get right back on track the next meal, the next snack, um, or the next day. Yeah, exactly. And then before we tangent off too far, let's go to the third one, mm-hmm. which was meal prep. Yeah. And everybody talks about meal prep, whether it's the holidays or not, and how important it is. But I think it's especially important during the holidays because it's so easy to have this downward spiral or the snowballing effect if I'm not prepared and don't have the foods to then grab whatever's in front of me or fill up on whatever's laying around the house. I know yeah. at my parents' house, it's cookies. My my freaking mom and my sister make enough cookies for an army. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what kind of damn cookies they are. It could be those little ones with the peanut butter cup in the middle. It could be a sugar cookie. Well, we're screwed this year because they're going to be making cookies for our wedding. I'm still going orange drop. <laughs> like It could be any kind of cookie. I think there's at any time eight to 10 dozen sitting around the house and I'll eat them all. So I've got to have food there or it's game over. And so I think the same would happen for a lot of people. If you know that there's a meal in the fridge that you already made, that you already invested money into, that you already took time to prep, and that you know is significantly better for you, you can eat that meal, feel satisfied, feel hopefully full, satiated. And then, hell, even if you eat that, and then maybe one of those treats that's on your podium is still there, having one cookie Mm -hmm. versus having eight cookies is a hell of a lot better (laughs) yeah i i notice a huge difference in myself when we meal prep the first thing that we do when we go to your family or my family's is go to the grocery store or send our parents a list because they're really nice (laughs) um and just having that nutritious food in the fridge i'm way more likely to at least have that and the other thing I noticed with meal prep is if I make a good healthy nutritious breakfast I'm way more likely to start off like to kind of stick with my goals throughout the day 
if I wake up and I go to the Eat freezer. A cluster. Seriously, though. Yeah. Like, if I go to that, it is game over for the day. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. I, I agree. And then I think that same mentality ends up rolling into the next day <laughs> and then the next week and then the next five weeks because yeah. it's the holidays and you're thinking, okay. January just like, 1st. Yeah. Just I'll like every other track. person, January 1st, I'm on track. And we just looked at some research the other day and it's, yeah. although the, the numbers weren't as impactful as what I wanted them to be, <laughs> it's still... I think it can still justify the argument of, you know, not waiting and yeah. not not delaying starting some kind of new fitness regimen or nutrition, um, either coaching or just learning how to cook and prepare food in general. And we the research we saw was that the average weight gain across the holidays is actually only one pound, even though everybody makes it out to be significantly more. However it's when you start incorporating, okay, that one to two pounds across every year of your entire life. Yeah. And so then if you start looking at five to 10 years down the road, now you're 20 pounds overweight or 20 pounds heavier than where you were, uh, especially if you're not modifying your behaviors following those five weeks of of this holiday season. So um, although that doesn't sound like a lot, it can still impact you in ways that don't show up on the scale. And especially how you feel, how you look, you know, your body can react to different foods in different ways. Just because you're not gaining a physical pound doesn't mean that it's not impacting you. Yeah, this is kind of another random tangent, but we should in another podcast talk about your blog post about like, I think it was called like why start today and not Monday or do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know if we should go into it right now because I feel like it could be a really good yeah, we'll, we'll make it a separate podcast, but okay. it was called All Start Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was all about why that's bullshit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, when you just said the, like, January first thing, it made me think of it. If y'all can hear our dog, he's in our bedroom, <laughs> and he's being an extremely sensitive <laughs> canine <Baby>. today. <laughs> so, if you can hear him, we apologize for that, but we're going to keep rolling along. All right, so those were our three posts that we kind of led into the holiday season with. and now, Fourth one, though, I think is huge. What's the fourth? Accountability partner. Oh, yes. Yeah, we just did that one. And yeah, I think that's enormous, especially <laughs> fist bump for those of you that aren't watching the video. <laughs> but especially if you can be in close proximity to that individual like us, we keep each other on track. And it can be your spouse. It can be your, your sibling. It can be anyone. I mean, it, it can be a roommate. It can be someone that you don't live with. But yeah. having somebody else doing it with you is, it makes it significantly easier. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, I don't want to say misery loves company, but it's a matter of you have that support and you know someone else is probably going through the same struggles as you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now we had four posts. Yeah. So with those four posts, and now we're past Thanksgiving, Let's say that someone had a horrendous Thanksgiving. They mm-hmm. ate everything and anything. Uh, like me, maybe they ate a whole pie. I haven't done that yet, but I'm planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm making a pie this year. <laughs> and an extra one. So Side can... note, Kelly Ball, she's a saint. She makes me a separate <laughs> pumpkin pie every year. And I eat it just myself. It's amazing. <laughs> but anyway, it's all about balance. <laughs> that's not balanced that's in, that's overindulgence yes. anyway <laughs> so let's say someone had a rough thanksgiving mm-hmm. and like we had just mentioned you don't have to wait until january 1st to hop back on track and now leading into christmas 
I think all those same concepts can still apply. Oh, yeah. And just reverting yourself back to trying to stay disciplined and regimented on those things across, you know, the next two weeks until we get to Christmas and then, you know, through even to the new year. And is there anything you wanted to add about these upcoming weeks or some things that can maybe help individuals along the way further than the the four things we already talked about? I don't think so. I think really just set goals, but kind of be okay if those goals don't happen. Uh, Yes, you want to be a little disciplined, but again, it's okay. Like you can, you can get right back on track. It's your goals are not gonna be demolished in one meal or one day, even a few days. Uh, you can always get back to yeah, those goals. Absolutely, but a few weeks can probably do a little damage. Right? Yeah, no, I'm I, exactly. I'm just saying. I don't. You don't want people getting mad at themselves, especially over the holidays. Do so you want to enjoy? Yeah, for sure. And I think too, I think being open and honest about your goals with the people that you're going to be around is important. Yeah. Uh, and for them, for those people to be willing to accept that and, and help you along the way. Now, I'm not saying your your friends, your family, or your spouse needs to flip their entire life upside down to accommodate you trying to eat healthier over the holidays mm-hmm. or maintain this new these new behaviors that you've adopted, these healthier behaviors. But they need to be somewhat conducive or the environment needs to be conducive to your goals. And if it's completely opposite of that, it's going to make things extremely hard (laughs) and it's going to probably cause some kind of tension within those relationships with whatever they are. And, you know, we're just like you had mentioned earlier, when we go home, we're fortunate enough that our parents will ask us, you know, what, what do we want to eat? What do we need in the fridge, et cetera. And I think at least my mom now and probably yours as well kind of has an idea of we're going to need some lean protein. We're going to need some, some kind of starch being sweet potato, potato. All the veggies. All the veggies, yes. <laughs> so they, they kind of know that now, and usually those things are there when we get there. But for anybody that's new to this, there's nothing wrong with talking to your family, to your spouse, to your friends, and letting them know that, hey, you're you're really determined to reach these goals, and, and you've adopted some of these new behaviors. I wouldn't word it that way because they're going to look at you like you have seven heads if you say you adopted some healthier behaviors, but let them know that you're pursuing these goals and that it's important to you. And you'll be surprised nine times out of 10, they're going to support that and and create a more more friendly environment towards whatever that outcome is, that desired outcome. Yeah. I think something too that just popped into my head, when you're telling your family about your goals and don't be afraid that you're making them feel bad. Like, for example, my family, I grew up, we did not eat healthy at all. Um, So now when I go home, I think my mom and family kind of just always want to... Revert back to old ways. Yeah, yeah. Like remind me or make me feel like special, I guess. You are special. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I know that's mean. Um, but I we had this discussion last year. Like, don't feel bad being like, I love your lasagna, but what if we made spaghetti squash and like meat sauce or saying I should tell your mom next time we're there (laughs) that I loved eating 15 pieces of lasagna last year but I should tone it back yes (laughs) 
because I think she's making it Saturday. <laughs> Last year for Thanksgiving, guys, just a quick side story. I think it was Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. It was at some point we were home around the holidays and Ashley's mom made lasagna. <laughs> I haven't eaten lasagna. It had probably been at least three to five years since I had last eaten real lasagna. You would think you've never had it before with how you were acting. And to be polite, <laughs> I was going to eat one slice. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to be the guy who wasn't going to eat what the family was eating. I ate a slice and then one slice turned into three and then three turned into half the sheet. I just couldn't fucking stop. It was non... I just, it was a non-negotiable thing. I had to eat more. And so this year, that's not going to happen. Yes. <laughs> but sorry, that was a whole tangent. But don't be afraid to tell your family that you appreciate them. You love that they're cooking for you and trying to make you feel special. But what if we tried making something else there else that's just a healthier option? At least my family, they were like, yeah. And it's good for everyone then too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my this started a couple of years ago, but my mom started making cauliflower mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took us yeah. a couple of years to get them right. But because <laughs> it's really difficult, anyone out there who's tried. But you have to, like you said, you can't be afraid to ask because number one, they're your family. So you should never be afraid to ask them anything. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about food here. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. And just now, it's become a staple in our Thanksgiving meal. Every time I'm home, my mom has cauliflower mashed potatoes made. She even takes them to my grandparents when <laughs> the entire family gets together and there's cauliflower mashed potatoes. Now, I'm probably eating a little bit of both, but the point is those things can easily be incorporated. It's not any kind of disrespect to whoever is cooking or to whoever's you know running that event, that party, that meal, et cetera. But it's just a matter of incorporating things that are a little bit more conducive to your goals yeah awesome uh anything else with that i think the only other tip that we didn't talk about i think is hydration and i think that might be my fifth tip for instagram anyways but just focusing on hydration yes it's okay if you're drinking alcohol more alcohol than usual but usually (laughs) usually with alcohol comes poor nutrition um so just make sure that you're trying to hydrate that's going to keep you feel or make you feel fuller longer um and kind of just keep your metabolism up keep everything kind of running smoothly what if i hate water what if i don't like plain water soda water (laughs) what if i think that tastes horrible well, I might think you're crazy, but a lot of people <laughs> don't like soda water. You can add like fruit to your water. You can add the Mio squirts. Um, that doesn't sound good. Mio squirts. I know. What are they called? The, the Mio. Just Mio. Okay. Mio or like the what, Great Value. Great Value brand. The Those are off. cheaper. Yeah, yeah, they are cheaper. <laughs> All right. The, the point is there's other ways to or there's ways to get around not enjoying drinking plain water because yeah. i hear that all the time and we don't really like flat water but Mm-mm. we love soda water so we drink yeah. an obnoxious amount of that spend probably a little too much money on it but it's worth it at one point ashley thought soda water was bad for our teeth so she wouldn't <laughs> drink it it was really embarrassing if you don't like soda water i recommend you go to chipotle and try their soda water and you'll you will probably change your mind oh, that's that, what happened that shit 
<laughs> that shit. The, the fountain soda water from Chipotle. It's amazing. All you LaCroix and Polar lovers, you need to go there. I don't even care if you get food. Just sit down and ask for a cup for drinks. You'll they love might it. judge you. You can even take your own Tito's and slip it in there if you want. It'll be a great afternoon. All right. Anyway, what's you brought up hydration there at the end. Why is the hydration important? How is that going to help them avoid... Or stay more on track on the, during the holiday. How is that going to help them avoid making poor decisions? What does that hydration do in terms of like your hunger responses and those sorts of things? Yeah. So it makes you feel fuller um, longer. And if you're going to be, if what I like to recommend is drink while you're eating. So then you're way less likely to overeat. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we experience it all the time we'll be sitting around the house full of eating a meal yeah you're not very good at it we'll say we're not satisfied and then we might eat something else when really all we need to do is drink more water and that everything evens itself out and you feel much more satiated and Mm -hmm. and like you can go another couple hours you know eating more food Mm -hmm. awesome and i'm trying to think if there's something else we wanted to touch on here i thought there was when we were discussing earlier but those really those four or five things mm-hmm. are going to really help you stay on track or get back on track for the holidays. I don't think any of them are incredibly demanding. We're not asking you to exclude anything. Yeah. We're not asking you to uh, make significant behavior modifications. It's simply just tips and tricks really to help you get to wherever it is that you're wanting to go and to also maybe incorporate some healthier traditions with your family yeah i think it's good for everyone yeah why not (laughs) all right awesome well i think that's it for today we can go ahead and wrap it up there uh maybe next week we'll continue to touch on some new year's stuff some Mm -hmm. maybe that what starting monday oh yeah we'll talk about the uh all start monday blog and hit on some of those points and explain why that's not the way to go and why (laughs) starting now is ideal and uh Hopefully continue to give the people what they want. A little bit of education. And, Perfect. And entertainment. <laughs> and inspiration. <laughs> Absolutely. All of it. <laughs> All right, guys. We're signing off here. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.